Welcome to the Bumblecast. I'm your host, Ian Flynn, the Bumble King, and joining me as always is my Bumble co-host, Kyle, JCRB Krause. We're back, back on a Wednesday, where we should be. This is, this whole thing last week, getting us all off track, it was weird. Yeah, so, it didn't go as quite as planned, but uh, so yeah, it goes. Yeah, 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 oops, my bad. Today is our... Uh... <laughs> Today is our standard Q&A session, and where do these questions come from, sir? Well, the first half of the show, you're going to be hearing questions from our Discord, some very old ones from our Discord, uh, from uh, non-priority patrons and uh, other folks who are over there as well. And then uh, the second half, all of our questions will be coming from Twitter. Uh, once again, if you want to have priority, you can join the priority line, which is... Still quite a line, but it's a shorter line. <laughs> it's by a conga a, line. <laughs> <laughs> by becoming a $5 patron or greater over at patreon.com backslash bumblecast or ko-fi.com backslash bumblecast. Yes. Well, let's jump right on into it from the, the standard Q&A with one from Alphamon or Yukon. Are the events of Sonic 4 episodes 1 and 2 canon to IDW? I ask this because we never truly find out what became of Little Planet since it was still stuck inside the Death Egg Mark II at the end. And I'd love to see the events of said games revisited someday, even if it is in comic form. I'm not certain it's game canon anymore, to be honest. So mm. before I say, yeah, sure, I'd, I'd rather get a definitive yay or nay from Sega and then go from there. Yeah, they've. Mm. that's one of those they seem to want to... Uh, not acknowledge, <laughs> but uh, who knows? Whoops. Next question is from Happy Times. Ian, while you've stated you don't think Sonic would willingly take on negative energy of the emeralds, what do you think the result would be if the negative energy was forced into him? Would we have gotten something like Dark Sonic from Sonic X or Fleetway's version of Super Sonic where it becomes sadistic and out of control? Or since Sonic can still keep control even after absorbing other negative forces of energy, like some of Dark Gaia's energy and the world rings that represent rage, sadness, and hatred, would Sonic just go super without any notable differences besides maybe a different design? I I mean, you make a good case for both. Um, given Werehog and Darkspine, it would stand to reason that he would maintain some level of control and identity. Uh, but that's so boring. It is. <laughs> I mean, at least with Darkspine, it sounded like he had kind of an aggressive streak to him. He sounded kind of on the edge of losing control. And the animations for the Werehog do belie some more bestial mannerisms. So it's not like 100% his normal self. So maybe you can fudge it there a little. Maybe he's like, maybe Dark Supersonic would be actually like mean with his wits like kind of like oh you you'd, you'd normally pull your punches there but that's that's a that's something you can't take back come on that's not nice to say don't come on don't <laughs> oh Visually, so, he, so he would be just supersonic from fleetway <laughs> fleetway supersonic from what little i remember was like just straight up crazy uh, sadistic uh, that's true, that's true. Now, Sonic in Fleetway was just kind of mean. Just yeah, regular okay, Sonic, yeah. Yeah, I get you, I get you, I get you. Um, visually, it needs to be something different. Yeah. Like, 
Dark Supersonic in Sonic X was so brief. There's barely anything to really pull from there. So, but you don't want like a full retread of Dark Spine because that's that's a World Ring transformation. You don't want to do that again, exactly. Right. Um, and the only like straight up negative energy transformation we've seen is Perfect Chaos, and he was already getting weird tentacly things. I don't think that's a good standard to go by. Unless you get like Cthulhu Sonic, and then, mm. <laughs> uh oh, yeah, da- da- Davy Jones style Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Do you fear speed? <laughs> Do you fear the ability to go fast? <laughs> it sounds like Antoine. <laughs> <laughs> Giant Cthulhu, Dark Sonic. What did he say? I think I got a speed keyed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Amazing. <laughs> Here's one from your arch rival, Ian. It's another Ian. <laughs> Ian Waffles. When reading old Archie Sonic, I only saw Scourge the Hedgehog as the measuring stick to compare Sonic's worst behaviors to, such as his ego and violence. Around the middle of the Mecha Sally arc, Sonic has dragged Silver by the quills, attempted to guilt Knuckles into giving him his warp ring, and even threatened the Babylon rogues by saying, if I wasn't the good guy, I would make stuffing out of you turkeys and make sure you couldn't leave this pile of junk before it comes crashing down. If my friends aren't okay, then you'd better hope you can run faster than me. All this is to ask when Sonic is in Freedom HQ and recalls Scourge telling him, all it would take is one bad day and you'd be just like me. Was this to imply that Sonic was convinced he was going to become just like Scourge? Or was this Sonic contemplating whether all these horrible things that had been happening to him, as well as his more recent spiteful behavior, could be leading to his one bad day? Also, this question is from October 2019 and we never... Never asked it. It just got like lost in the shuffle, and I managed to dig it up. So sorry about that, Ian. Anyway, Ian, go ahead. He's <laughs> like, "Don't apologize to me." Oh, you mean Ian, not Ian? Yes. Gotcha. Yes, the Waffle um, Man. I mean, I think people feel bad for Silver in that moment, but let's have some context here. Sonic had just been through some really, 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 really rough times. And here's Silver popping out of the blue to accuse his dear friends of treasonous and accuses it's, Antoine. Uh, go back. Go back. Accuses. Yeah. Start his, accuses his dear lifelong friends of being treasonous again with <laughs> no proof. And then says it was Antoine. Antoine, who just, you know, was lost on the line of duty being super heroic. Nah, like, yeah, Sonic could have handled it better, but I completely understand him just being done mm-hmm. with Silver at that point. And a lot with, and along with a lot of the other instances there. But uh, yeah, it is meant that particular scene is meant to him is meant to be him reflecting on recent events and realizing that he's going a little too far. He's getting away from who he is at his core and needs to course correct. And that's what kind of leads to the formation of the two teams. Yeah. Here's one from Tick Tick. 
In the reboot, Antoine said that he didn't know why his courtship with Sally didn't work, but he discovered years later why. Is that a reference to her sexual orientation? You know, I can't remember now if that was a seed or if that was meant more to be uh, Antoine gaining some self-reflection. <laughs> Antoine realizing that he was being really weird and overbearing. Yeah, and that was not. <laughs> I mean, it, it cool. works. It, it works either way. Yeah. But I honestly can't remember the context when we were writing that. It's been so long. Hmm. Well, I don't know. What I do know is we have this question here from Jib. Do we know how long Shadow has been around before Gun attacked the Ark, or has that information never been stated before? I am not aware if it has been stated, and if it has, it's probably something that's Japanese exclusive minutia. Uh, but I don't think it's ever been specified. And if it has, was it only in the context of SA2? Does it take Shadow the Hedgehog into account? You know? Right. Here's one from Mike B. It seems likely that the Freedom Fighters will be a no-show in anything related to the Sonic anniversary. With the fandom fractured over whether or not they come back or will be redesigned, etc., what are some ideas to celebrate them for the anniversary despite the lack of support from Sega slash IDW? You don't need them to enjoy stuff. Nope. And you haven't needed them to enjoy them since Sadam's been dead for, what, 20 years? You know, just <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, and it's been you know? 30 <laughs> Almost 30 years. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> yes, it's been like 20. Okay. Uh, would have been like, what, 94, 95 was the last season? So, yeah, it's been like 28, 27 years. Good Lord. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And yet, the love and devotion yep. continues. So, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Celebrate them for what they are. Do fan art, do fanfic, talk to your friends about them, post it online and say, you know, it's Sonic's 30th anniversary and we remember those who, you know, aren't necessarily invited to the birthday table. Here's the Freedom Fighters. Huzzah. Yeah. As long as you keep them alive within your hearts and within your community, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. And heck, you know, go watch the episodes. That's always a good time. That's always fun to go back to Saturday a.m. Um, they're apparently on YouTube officially now posted by wild brain. So really check out their channel. Yeah. They've got not just set AM, but all underground and adventures of up there Neat. as well. So yeah, check them out. Check them out. Hey, you know, they're up there and the Christmas specials up there apparently, which I guess falls under adventures of, but still, <laughs> yeah, here's one from Sam Cybercat. Just a little for fun question. If you had free reign to write a day in the life of story about any of Eggman's sidekicks from any version version of Sonic, Scratch and Grounder, Robot and Cubot, Agent Stone, Grimer, Snively, etc., who would be your first pick and why? I almost want to say Agent Stone because <laughs> he's he's the freshest of the bunch and the you know barista setting that he's in as of the trailer is entertaining like i'm kind of curious I, what he's been up to since since the yeah like i, I want to know i want to know his story how did he come under eggman's influence how did he deal with the loss of his mentor you know i i dig it and the actor's really into it too which is a lot of fun yeah yeah uh i'm, 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 I'm glad that he has embraced sort of that that character and that the fandom has embraced him because 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could have really gone either way where like people would be like, yeah, he's just kind of there and just kind of boring. But uh, the fact that he has having the actors having so much fun with it is is great. So I hope he uh, I hope he sticks around. Yeah, me too. And uh, Snively, like any era, Snively, any incarnation of Snively. Yeah, that that's a bottomless wall from. Mm-hmm. And you could do stuff with like the others, sure, but those I feel like are some of the more fertile ground. Yeah. And you've already explored Starline pretty heavily, so... Yeah, it, he's more or less been, like, the sub-star of the series for he's been a the, year at this point. Yeah, he's been the driving force behind a lot of stuff recently, so... Uh, and I'm not... I don't know Grimer well enough to really say, so that's not a snub to Grimer versus Snively. It's just, I don't know Grimer as well. Yeah. Or Sleet and Dingo. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 They existed. Yep. They sure did. Speaking of things that exist, here's a question from Speedweed. So as we know we're now, as one of the most recent games compared to the most recent Sonic game, out of all the cast we can choose from between IDW and post-reboot Archie movies, games, and the like, which Sonic character would give Samus Aran, legendary bounty hunter herself, the most trouble? Samus Aran. Jeez. I don't know. It's... I, I, I believe it is Aaron, but I always in my head it's always been Aran. So anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Cheese. Cheese. Yeah. An absolute powerhouse that can wreck the armor, but there's no way she can pull the trigger on the baby. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> and now the chat is going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cheese. Yeah. Good. Good. I like, yeah, the baby. And our last question before we take a quick break comes from Unlikely Veronica. Favorite shade of blue for Sonic? Uh, the brighter, richer blue. Not so much the powder blue of classic or some of the darker blue that modern's had. It's maybe like maybe adventure area, maybe a shade lighter. Uh, I'm going to be a cop out and say the official color of the Sega logo, which is the color he should be. Mm. <laughs> that blue right there but that blue has also been through a few different permutations to be fair so sometimes it's lighter sometimes it's not it goes through different versions because let's see there was one they had an older logo um the older version of their logo when they first adopted it was a kind of a lighter blue than it was later on so i changed it and like I guess they changed it in 97. Hmm. Something weird like that. So, yeah, but whatever color that is, because that's what he's supposed to be, dang it. (laughs) That's the whole point. He's Sega's mascot, so he is Sega Blue. Oh, that's it. That's all. That's all we got. Before things get too blue around here, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be back with more Bumblecast. No, I don't know what that meant either. We're back, and we got a question from Jay Sliderman 3 In terms of the games, Sonic Colors, slash Generation, slash Lost World, slash other games written by Pontek and Graf, which script is the more canonical one, English or Japanese? Uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't know, and I feel like 
if I were to speculate, my reasoning might get me in trouble. So I'm just going to say I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about this one, too. Just just out of just out of curiosity. But obviously you can't really go there. So. Oh, well, the answer is yes. <laughs> Here's a question from Spider Sonic 2021. Hey, I got a question. Would the Surge and Kit be a match for Metal Sonic? Oh my goodness. It's almost like that would show up in a comic in the near future. <clears throat> no, no. Spoiler alert. I'm not going to say when. not going to say where. Just going to say uh, be patient. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Here's one from Almiron R. Have you or any member of the IDW crew used quote-unquote, writing around the trademarks for a character you wanted in the comics? People used to do it with Sherlock Holmes in some cases. I can't think of any time I've done that myself. Um, the old Archie books were rife with it, I remember that. Yeah. But after the big switch-up, I can't really think of anything. You kind of went... Yeah, you, you kind of went away from that going forward once you took over. So less pop culture references, more Sonic references. <laughs> yeah. Like if we're going to do a multiverse thing, let's do, you know, something thematic and interesting, not just it's Batman, but Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're not going to or... name, we're not going to name a character sleuth, the doggy dog, just because Snoop dog is popular. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, or I like I know some artists will put in you know extras as like a visual nod here and there. Like I think me, uh, what was it? Chow races and Badnik bases. Like Flick from Animal Crossing is a chameleon within the crowd at one point. Mm -hmm. It's not like exactly one to one Flick, but it's you know, it's Flick if you know what to look for and other stuff like that. Yeah, but. uh Personally, no, I, I don't. I, maybe I have. If like, if you remember and you want to just say liar, liar, call me out in the comments below. <laughs> Prove that I have no memory. Yeah, yeah. Here's one from Gab Sam. How does Belle look like 200 years in the future? She's got no joints to hold her up or a face to make her smile she has biodegraded because it's been 200 years <laughs> i thought she would be petrified yeah maybe <laughs> here's a question from akia snb as the guy who's got plenty of great ideas for the different characters in the franchise which underutilized characters from spin-offs do you think would be best fit for a mainline game personally i'd love to see the babylon rogues more i miss those dorks Ah, so you mean what spinoff material to be more incorporated into the main game? Like when characters, I think, is what specifically they're referring to. But uh, yeah, because I'm because I'm thinking like, oh, sure, Knuckles game, Tails game, but they're they're talking more like fringe. Yeah, yeah, more. like you know, oh, okay, okay, Babylon okay. Rogues are pretty much exclusive to writers. For the writer series, right? Yeah, right, right, yeah, right, right, yeah. Right, right. Characters like that, or characters from yeah. like Tales Adventure, like Witch Card and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I feel like we've already covered. You've kind those. of, you kind of main, you kind of mind most of them throughout your, throughout history. Like, 
I wouldn't mind seeing a return to imaginary world within the context of a main story. I would see Lumina and Void again. I think you get a little bit of mileage out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But Sonic doesn't have a ton of spinoff material or rather spinoff material with exclusive elements, you know, like even with the big party games, like the Olympics, you have most of the main cast in there and then some, Yeah, Uh, if you want to count like the rush games and the rival games as spinoffs rather than, you know, mainline titles on different consoles, you were missing out on blaze and Marine, but, did show up in the mainline game yeah they so i guess okay so so marine maybe the mecha pirates give them a bit more love sure okay 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 there's that i guess mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of like spin-off spin-off material like the storybook games i feel like are better as they are like they are storybook yeah they are their own contained thing because shada and marina don't really work outside of the context of their stories you remove them from their own narrative and they have no purpose. So right. why would you do that? There's also, I mean, you made Bean and Bark your own thing, really. They're like, <laughs> your, they're your trademarks pretty much there. Nah, 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 I mean, as far as like what they are, you've kind of essentially made them that way. <laughs> yes but so that's that's cultivating the land for someone else they are not mine right right as much as i can say that you know i i poured my love into them they aren't mine that's not how licensed material works well i know i know i know but you know you essentially established them as what they are today so but i mean like sticks bring sticks it bring sticks in yeah okay 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 yeah I mean, Cosmo, that's another one. Shade, bring Shade back. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. Um, Look at you. You're 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 digging this up better than I did. Yeah, you brought in Honey already, so I can't I can't even bring that one up. Or, or Breezy, uh, the Doctor from oh, Adventures shoot. of. Freedom Fighters. We're, we're talking about, well, I mean, we're yeah. We're talking about spinoff material. I figured they were obvious, though. But yeah, you know, bring them back from Sonic Spinball. It's kind of a weird thing that they were in Sonic Spinball only and they were stuck in containers the whole time. Very weird. But those are some those they're super obscure characters. Like they just I mean that was like their only time they ever appeared in anything. It's weird. And you know what I feel like if you were just to look at Spinball, that works as an interest story. They were <laughs> I mean it kind of does. Trying, they were trying to stop the Vegio Fortress, which itself is a giant roboticizer. Yeah. Bunny is half turned because Sonic didn't pinball his way up and bust her out fast enough. And the next time they show up, it's to stop another Eggman base. You know, remember that time we all met on Mount Mobius? No, I was in a pinball machine. Well, we were there too. Oh yeah, I freed you. Bada bang. Perfect. Or rather, <laughs> bing, 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 whoop, whoop. Other pinball noises. <laughs> yes. That terrifying shrill noise as the Brexon jumps up and tries to eat you. <laughs> And then you get an emerald. Da, 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 da. They're all I, 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 I kind of love the music from Spinball. It's a little farty, but you know, it's Genesis. <laughs> you kind of expect that. There's <laughs> uh, <laughs> one from Pite. Hey, person I don't know. Some guy in my Discord chat wants you to make a character that is a reference to Sonic.exe, the video game. Thought you should know. I will take it under consideration. 
<laughs> yes, that's fan material, buddy. You can't touch that. Here's one from Mark A. Why is Sonic's power so hard to track down? Some believe he is a multiversal god. Some believe he's barely city level. For once, I just want to know the truth. Could you please tell us? Which Sonic, which form of media, what time period? <laughs> what is Sonic's power level? Well, it could like, be under 9,000 or over. Uh, just defining know. it within the Archie books is like pre or post reboot. My era or earlier. Yeah, it's he's been written kind of all over the place. And that's why he doesn't have a solid definable power set. Right. I, I can't tell you a definitive thing because you can refute me seven different ways to Sunday. Yeah. I don't know. The real the real power of Sonic is the friends that we made along the way. <laughs> that's right. Yep. 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 <laughs> Here's one from Fiblin. Sonic and Cyclopedia has finally released, and it notes that classic Sonic goes into an alternate future after Mania. Does this mean the Generations timeline split is now canon? As far as I know, that's the direction I've been given. Weird. I'm not sure I like that. But I'm not Sega, so what do I know? Here's one from the Mason Gamer. Have you ever gotten a chance to talk with John Gray about the slap scene? Oh, no. He's a very talented artist, but manipulating his work as a way to change people's perspective doesn't seem right. We've talked about it and lamented over it a lot. Uh, we're both very, very tired of it. Mm -hmm. um, it is very exhausting. Like, I, I understand what he was trying to do at the time was to make this big pivotal moment a big, impactful moment. And he has said that he looks back on us it like it was too much, you know. Yeah, it was his first professional gig. Right, working on his dream job, he got a little carried away, and you know, nobody with any kind of authority or experience decided to do their job and rein him in. So there it is. And years later, after constant obnoxious harassment, he gets thrown under the bus and is labeled the evil mastermind behind it. I still don't understand how people fall for that malarkey. <laughs> brand new artist manages to overrule the lead writer the editor and the licensor <laughs> i think people just don't understand how uh the comic actually works and how it's how it's made you know they just, they just Still, don't get it that doesn't make any it doesn't even matter if you don't understand the process that doesn't make any logical sense whatsoever no it doesn't but if you fell for that you go outside touch grass good lord <laughs> and for the love of god get over it it's what is that 20 years old kyle help me out <laughs> it might be you pretty... have the better grasp on time it might be pretty close <laughs> it might be pretty close i'm trying to remember never mind that it was written out it was done they moved past it and it was, it was moot yeah and they rebooted they the series rebooted and then got canceled anyway Oh, yeah, get reboot, so it doesn't even count. It didn't actually happen. Retroactively erased from time, so... Technically, yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. This slap slap issue came out in March 2004, so, yeah, it's very nearly 20 years old. Good night. And what people still talking about it, just yeah. move on. Yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, I know he's tired of people being mad over a non-issue, and... No, it's issue yeah. number 134. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't and resist. Yeah, it's a rookie mistake. 
and it's not even that big of a mistake. I mean, it was not really a flawed. I mean, I understand what Mr. Bowlers was doing or was attempting to do, but I don't know if that's the best execution of that idea, let alone the best idea, but that's a whole other topic. So mm-hmm. yeah, it happened. And now we're older and wiser. So it, it, it happened. Yeah. It's done now. Yeah. Move along. That's kind of what I've kind of thought about it too, was it's like not the, the episode or the issue is, uh, maybe wasn't necessarily the best first assignment for John, um, just as a new artist and having that kind of pivotal moment in there, you know, it's like he went, he, he has a very cartoony, like very, very much, uh, an expression driven style. So he gets, and that was his first professional gig. So, you know, he got super duper into it, super excited and decided to go big with it. So I think nowadays he would be a bit more restrained and understand that, uh, what the moment requires a bit more, but you know, at the time it made more sense why, uh, it turned out the way it did. So uh. I think what a one of the things that just I find so tiresome about it is people kind of treat it like the Gwen Stacy neck snap. Yeah. When it is not remotely as important or as sea changing an event. <laughs> no, not at all. This has been built. This has been building up over like several, several issues, probably several years. So yeah, it's it, it, Sonic kind of deserved it, but. Uh, whatever it's not any it's not that bad it's not a big deal it no longer it's matters talking about they it still. moved over yeah it's yeah uh, well we have one more question though this one comes to us from stumble reel okay just give it to me straight flynn are you dying i hope not i got things to do <laughs> i think this might have been from when you were having uh Voice and breathing issues. <laughs> so this is oh, an old, oh, so this oh, is an old oh, one. Oh, 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 but oh. you know, I just thought it was funny out of context too. <laughs> Are I, you dying? I, <laughs> well, I mean, we're all kind of dying if you think about it too hard. But maybe <laughs> don't think about it hard, and maybe don't think about it that hard. <laughs> no, no, I was having. Yeah, the, we finally figured out that the breathing issues were um, a combination of the cat litter that we were using yeah it was creating too fine a dust and apparently my uh delicate lungs couldn't handle it and i keep bringing home flowers for Leah to you know brighten up the room and she enjoys flowers so it's a nice thing and i don't know what's in these bouquets but it does not agree with me so yeah we'll have them nice and pretty for about three days and then I start sounding like this, and it's like, okay, it's time to. <clears throat> oh, we we, we got to figure out which one, what what pollen is yeah, it? Yeah, what specific flower? Yeah, like what is it that sets me off? But yep, uh, bad lungs in general, and just finding new and fun ways to trigger those attacks. Yay! <laughs> Went to one specialist and one doctor and did all sorts of breathing tests and nobody thought to ask, Oh, is it an allergen? Maybe should we test that? No, (laughs) of course not. (laughs) Uh, Oh, well allergies, allergies are kind of hard to track down too. So it can be difficult, but 
Yeah. Fake flowers for Lee from now on. <laughs> <laughs> no, those gather dust, and guess what the dust does to you? Uh, well, so does everything else, especially where I live. Like, this is a freaking dust. I live in the freaking dust bowl, dude. I, mm-hmm. I, I cannot. There's dust everywhere, and I have allergy issues. So, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I know what's so I know personally, what, I know I'm... what's up. I'm kind of glad we we still have the mask thing going on. It it works for me just fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with it. Doesn't bother me. Bothers everyone around me, but you know what? I don't care about them. So yeah, well, they can ignore it, and they'll eventually not have to worry about. It. Yep. Oh man, I uh, but I, I do care about what the people who uh, support this show think and how they feel. Oh, absolutely. Yes. We have over 100 of them coming from patreon.com backslash bumblecast and ko-fi.com backslash bumblecast. Big thank you to Daniel H., Alex P., James K., John B., Jennifer R., Robotnik Holmes, Samuel P., Sam Cybercat, Torchbound, Mike B., Couplin Crew 128, Do As DK, Andrew D., Dave M. Off, Salute Your Cat, Scruffy Matt, Chris A., Jay Frost, Sony, John M., Noni, Hero of Light 13, Jib, Don B., Yami M., Lee H. K., Lisa M., Ryan D., Chavel, Blue Title Gamer, Tick Tick, Invade Turbo Tunis, Ben W., Fiona M., Final Neil, Sonic, 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 Jonathan D, Dabbler the Dalek, Chaos Universe, Sonic Legacy, Daniel B, Godzilla, Nimric, Pedanticat, Red the Supernamic, Dove, Pandolce, Joe S, Chad, Slayer, Stain, The Name is X, Jennifer H, Preston M, Nathan J, Ava, Arctic, Les, Alphamon, or Yukin, Sapphire, Scarletta, Chase, L, Noah S, Axis, Patron, Saint of Chicken Nuggies, Saint Jerry, Kojiro, Highwind, Professor Rye, Cameron H, Red W, Mabiers, Callum Q, OMB, Kimiko, Radri, Zandroni, the Painter, Scurvy Pirate Hog, Joey the Sonic Fan, Just a Mountain Soul, Turbo Crooker, Maddie H, Lewis J, Ty H, N Zephyr, Audrey Shrugged, KJB, Mox, Rusty Cook, Four Sonic Fan, Techno Cinema, Netra 14, and Tails, Dream Boaten, Chaos Voltage, Darusaville, Lacey M, Unlikely Veronica, Jolene B, Expired Bread 12, The Marble Gardener, and Lewis C. Alrighty, man. Jeez. That's a that list has grown and grown and grown, and I hope it grows some more. Every one of you are seen and appreciated, so thank you so much for supporting the show. Yes, thank you, thank you. That's that's gonna wrap us up for this episode of the Bumblecast. Come back Friday for a special patron sponsored guest episode. It is the Doctor Starline Q and A. That's gonna be interesting. I'm scared. You're either going to find it hilarious or cringeworthy, but by God, we're putting it out there. Well, I mean, it's this show, so cringe comes with the territory. I suppose, I suppose. Yes, yeah. Until then, we embrace yourselves. <laughs> be good to each other. <laughs> embrace the cringe. And we will see you Friday <laughs> for a special Bumblecast. Yes. See you then. Okay. Let's knock her out. Are we recording? I don't know who she is, and I don't know why we should knock her out, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, we're recording. All right. You've been listening to The Bumblecast, a co-production of Bumble King Comics and the KNGI Network. Original theme music composed by Ken Coda Snyder. Remixed intro by T-Lopes. Find out more information, along with podcast feeder links, MP3 downloads, and more at bumbleking.com and kngi.org.
my wife. Um, she is she's a teacher. Her class is the cringe queendom, and she is the cringe queen. <laughs> so I am surrounded by cringe. I've been forged in the cringe, molded by it. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't marry into cringe. This was a cringe meets cringe union. <laughs> <laughs>